All right. Hey everyone, Nats Myers here again. And today I'm going to make a video talking about chaos and why chaos is actually one of your best allies to use to win it, whether it be in business and in different aspects of your, you know, how you use innovation. And I'm just going to check if we're live on LinkedIn to confirm. Yes, we got a confirmation. All right, awesome. So yeah, so we're 100% live and ready to go. Yeah, so again, today this video is to talk about how you can use chaos as your ally and you can use chaos to win. Because a lot of you, you know, you're different professionals uh, on this network and a lot of you especially are in the blockchain industry. So, and feel free to ask any questions as we go along here. So, you know, first we're gonna cover the why of why chaos can be your ally. And then we're going to talk about a few examples from the past and from the present. Uh, then we're going to talk about how we can use chaos in our day-to-day -day lives to win. And just to go from the why, exam the why parts one by one, um, main point here, and this is true, some of the consultants that have poured into my life, like some of the business teachers and all of that, that have personally taught me a lot of extremely viable lessons that have helped me progress in different ways. You know, there is a lot of power in the unconventional. You know, people think the unconventional and think strange industries are, you know, they're weird or they're confusing, but that's where you gain all your power. Because if you look at, you know, if I studied some books on war and, you know, very often in a war situation, uh, generals would have uh, situations where um, you, you'd have something called a fog of war where there's a lot of either mist or you're in a forested area and you know there are two sides fighting in a, in a physical war and you know the less information one party knows about the other the more the upper hand the other party would have you know there are some wars where uh, planes were flying over different war camps and people would create fake planes uh, made out of wood so that people uh, when people are spying on them they would miscount the amount of real troops they have and so you know the war is all about deception and deception is just a subset of you know the dynamics of information and how information works and so the whole point is that the more information you have the more empowered you are and in industries where there is very there are very few people understand that's the opportunity for you to go in and uh, become you know one of the people that actually understand industries so let's see who's live here so i have uh, i have kiddish all right so kiddish is live here and i have four other people so you know bruce lee would say things like yeah you have to flow like water you have to be uh you you know he would say a lot of quotes about water and a lot of martial artists would say that you have to be fluent and the reason why they're saying this is because we live in a, a world where people have to adapt in order to create and solve what's a solve huge problems um, because you know if you stay stuck in a system that everyone understands then you give more opportunity for people to define you and the more people define you define the industry you're working in the more people can limit you and the more you can be you know stereotyped or clustered into a particular category and the more you can be limited. So, you know, 
when even you know an example in sports and 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 this you know when or even when you're walking down the street you know when you're walking on the street and you see somebody coming at you and you know you want to go left and you accidentally both go left and you want to go right and you accidentally both go right you know that's is actually it reminds me of you know an idea in computer science you know decision trees because one way I, I one thing i do to actually avoid that from happening is i just stay near the wall because if I stay near the wall when two people are, when one person is approaching me, then I eliminate potential um, possibilities for the other person to be confused. And the more, so the whole point of this is the more, you know, options and the more information is given, you know, the more potential there is for, to be confused. And, you know, you can see here, if I stay near the wall, you know, the, there is less opportunity for confusion. But if I stay in the middle, then there could be a lot of juking. So this seems really esoteric, but just hang on with me for a sec. And, you know, when it comes to regulation, the whole purpose of regulation in different industries, you know, blockchain regulation, regulation with data, regulation with the ethics of AI, regulation with um, gen genomics, regulation with brain computer interfaces. These are some of the world's emerging fields is to not only to you know prevent it from going out of hand but is also to understand it and the more different like educational institutions understand these things um you know governmental organizations understand it the more the less opportunity there is to innovate and that's just a normal uh process of how you know new emerging technologies and verticals kind of slow down over time and that's normal but it's really important to strike when the um, time is ripe. So, you know, you realize that in the past, a lot of inventions, and I'll post them in the description below, a lot of inventions have actually been invented by mistake. You know, you look at the x-ray, you look at things as silly as potato chips, and there are really, there are hundreds and hundreds of inventions that are invented by mistake. And a lot of these inventions were invented by inviting chaos in, into a system. And uh, whenever there's too much order, then something dangerous usually happens because, you know, in the last video, we talked about vertical innovation and horizontal innovation. Vertical innovation just refers to, you know, types of businesses that solve very deep and specific problems that solve a long strategic, you know, problem in the market. You know, for example, when Uber was new, there was no Uber of anything. Uber was the first one. It solved a very specific problem. But now, um, you know, as things kind of get more mature, then you start seeing clones of different things happen. Like, for example, when Ethereum was new, there was nothing like, well, I mean, ERC-20. When ERC-20 was new, there are very few things that are like ERC-20. When Bitcoin was new, there, there was nothing like Bitcoin. But over time, people started copying and forking the code creating clones of the code, copy and pasting the code, making new versions of the same thing that didn't really solve new problems, but that just solved minor um, change, that just changed things slightly to specifically fit a different market. So that cloning and that low level of innovation is really what you call horizontal innovation, where you don't really change anything, but you just try to get it to fit a different market. But the vertical innovation, that's where the chaos comes in. But you know, the problem of too much order is that you see a lot of horizontally innovative things, you don't take any risks, and you solve things that have already solved problems in the past just for different markets. 
And the key thing when it comes to all these emerging fields, which we're about to get into, is focus. Because you know, if somebody focuses on a new innovation and they say, oh, I'm the blockchain person, uh, it's best to stay the blockchain person or the AI person or the 3D printing person. Because once you diffuse you know, your focus, then nobody understands what you are and nobody gets the types of problems you can solve. You know, for example, people know me as you know, the blockchain uh, and STO investment banking person. So, so people know me as that. But if I diffuse my focus, nobody would know me as any of those things. All right, so let's go through some examples of how different people in different eras have used chaos to win. You know, we have you know, Andrew Carnegie. He was a person that, that won at steel. You know, he saw that the way that steel was, you know, it was very new, very raw. And he created systems and businesses around steel. You know, you see Rockefeller. Rockefeller, you know, he created Standard Oil. And whatever you think about Rockefeller, whether you think, whether he's demonized or, uh, or whether he's put on a pedestal, either way, one cannot deny the way he's changed the world when it comes to oil. And back then, the, the, the amount of regulations and the companies with how oil flowed you know, around the country, in America at least, was really different than it is now. Now it's very mature. And so when it was in that chaotic state, um, Rockefeller found a way to innovate. You know, very similar story with Ford when it comes to cars. And when you see all of these, I call them old, the old kings, when you see all of these, and you see all of these industries, to us they're very old and they're very regulated. There's, there are high amounts of regulation with, when it comes to steel, oil, and cars. You know, but when it comes to the new kings, what I call them, you know, we have new industries that are undergoing you know, a metamorphosis when it comes to uh, regulators clamping down and what can be done, what cannot be done. Um, so we have blockchain, we have AI, we have nanotechnology, we have 3D printing, we have brain-computer interfaces, which kind of is related to nano, and we have genetics. You know, there are more, but you know, those are just some of the uh, areas that we're going to cover. And you know, when it comes to blockchain, you know, a lot of us know um, in 2017, we had a huge boom of what is called initial coin offerings because Ethereum created ERC-20 standard, which was unregulated, and you know, people came in creating these unregulated capital raises. And I'm not going to talk too much about that in this particular video, but you can see um, when it comes to this type of innovation, um, there was very little regulation in place. And in that time that there was very little regulation in place, you know, we were the ones who had to create the, um, to create the education, to educate the market, to teach the market, to learn about it and to get our hands dirty. And you know, in learning about how it worked, we're the ones who led the whole um, ecosystem when it came to blockchain. Rather than sit back and listen to the news, we're the ones making the news. And when it comes to AI, nanotechnology, 3D printing, brain-computer interfaces, and genetics, I can't really speak to those things because as I said, you know, my focus was on blockchain and cryptocurrency. So that was my personal focus. And you know, as you're looking at all these industries, and you're seeing how all these industries operate, you know, you, you're not going to stay stuck in a horizontal that is not innovative because there was a time when, you know, I was doing a lot of work in uh, C sharp, you know, a programming language. And I just asked myself, I said, you know, why am I, why am I doing this programming language? Because it, it's, 
you know, it's very, it's a, it's a horizontal, it's not innovative, and there's nothing crazy that's going to come out of it, right? So the way, the way to use, even if you don't know much about these industries, the way that you, you know, the way that you, you know, you, you become one of the new kings and you work with one of the new uh, emerging technologies is to incorporate it in your products and services. And, you know, obviously you have to be interested in, but, you know, when it comes to a lot of the things we do in business, there are three variables that are very important. You know, there is the niche. So there is the group of people that you offer your product and services to. So your niche, and then there is the offer. So the offer is the product or the service. And then there is the results. There is the results of what your product and service would do for your niche. And if you link at least one of these variables to one of these technology or emerging technology verticals, then you could essentially ride the wave of what will be one of the new kings when it comes to innovation. And, you know, if, hey, and I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, Jimmy Neutron. I'm just saying that, you know, if you're offering, for example, you know, whether it be emotional services, whether it be like, let me t take you through an example. You know, let's say you help, you help blockchain CEOs uh, with your workout program to get more fit. That's just a crazy example that I would never do. But if that works, and if people actually want that service, then you, you're essentially riding the wave of an emerging chaotic technology uh, vertical, which can help you uh, become one of the new kings when it comes to being in this new age of innovation. So, you know, if you, so obviously you have to solve a problem, but just having one of your business variables be inside of this can help you win. And, you know, whether it be your offer, for example, your offer is the, the technology, that's really good too. Because the problem is that a lot of people are saying, I offer SEO and, or I offer WordPress websites, but, you know, the problem is that the barrier to entry is getting very low. But if the barrier to entry to offering a product or service to one of these things is very high, then you're able, you're, do, you're able to resist the friction that not many people have the focus to resist to become one of those people who are offering these hard-to-offer services. So make this one of your services. If there's a lot of regulation to be able to offer one of these services, uh, that's even better because over time, once the regulation is only going to get worse, especially when it comes to chaotic technology verticals. So if you get into these now and you make your offer align to one of these, then the amount of effort that you have to expend to be able to be one of the top people who help people in these industries would be huge. You know, finally, um, you know, a lot of educational services, they'll say, oh, my results. Um, so the results um, aligns one of this. So if you looked at my last video, I was saying how people don't connect their offer to their results. And the whole point to get people to do anything is to make sure that your offer and your, res and your, so your offer and the results are connected so you can get feedback to further improve upon your offer because nobody cares about your offer. People only care about your offer if it gives them results because people just want results. So if you offer a result that is related to one of these industries, you know, for example, the result is that you can make a blockchain or the result is that I can teach you how to do it or the result is that you can get more customers. You know, as long as one, of these, one or more of these variables are aligned, then you're good. And so finally, you know, just something to take away.
is how can we use this in our, how can we actually apply this? So just some questions to ask yourself on a weekly basis. And I'll ask myself right now, you know, an industry of chaos is blank. So just think about an industry that is very new, that is very chaotic, and that is, has very deep implications for the future of humanity. And you know, the, here are a few ideas, but I invite you to do your own research. For me, I asked, I asked myself this question a few years ago, and I said blockchain and cryptocurrency, because it was just obvious that it was solving very huge problems. You know, but for you, you should ask yourself, what is an industry of chaos? And another question to ask yourself is, a way you can leverage chaos. So a way you can leverage chaos is by, and one way I chose to leverage chaos is to use it as a way to teach me business. Because I saw that there was a big rush of people going into blockchain, going into cryptocurrency, and I said, what are the biggest problems in this, in this industry? Because if you solve problems, you know, then people, people will be happy with you. So I just had to learn about the types of problems that are in the industry. An industry that is, being, that is going through chaos and going through a metamorphosis, then that taught me about you know, some of the ways I could leverage chaos. And finally, order has limited me when, and so just think about a time when order, too much order and too much regulation has limited you, not in the new industries, but in an old industry. So think about you know, a time, like an industry that is very regulated, like let's say WordPress development is very regulated, very low bar barrier to entry, a lot of people are doing it. So the, the thing is that, you know, one time I, I was sitting down at an interview, and this was like about uh, seven, six years ago, I was sitting down at an interview and the person was doing, a, he was a WordPress consultant and there were a bunch of these guys. And then I just asked myself, um, what, what is really so unique about what they're doing? Because a lot of people can, and not to downplay this, but WordPress web website development is not really that hard. And maybe because I did computer science, but if, if you just take some time and study it, you know, I see people getting all kinds of jobs and things like that uh, on WordPress just by going on Udemy, paying for like a $20 course, I'm learning WordPress. And I kid you not. So, you, you know, the, the problem is that because it's a really, you know, reg like it's, it's gone through a lot of um, time, uh, it's not really as hard as it used to be like 20 years ago, 30 years ago. <laughs> well, not 30 years ago, but 20 years ago. And, you know, anything with a low barrier of ent entry uh, is pretty limiting if that's your core focus and if you don't know how to position your results that you give your customers and your offer. Because I think for me, order has limited me when I didn't properly link the uh, the industry of order to the results of the customers because I once worked on a, a software project and I coded it myself. This was a few years ago, and the thing is that because coding, you know, making a website from scratch even is not really in in and of itself. People don't really care about that. They only care if it gives them a result, and because I didn't really have results that I was giving my customers because I didn't link the offer to the result of the customer, that order has really limited me because I did something that it has a very low barrier to entry, make a word, web website from scratch. This was not a WordPress website, it was a normal Python website. I made a website from scratch and I thought people would just use it as a social media network and, and pay money and stuff. But because it didn't link to a proper result, 
I assumed that just because I made the website, uh, it would get me somewhere. And the problem is that I did something that was very orderly, making a website, something everyone knows. There are a lot, millions and millions of things on it. I depended on making a website alone to be able to get me somewhere, which it didn't. But what I had to do is to two things. One, get into an industry that has a high barrier to entry or that very few people know about. Two, um, make sure you link it to results that helps people. And if you do those two things, then hey, then, then you're on fire. So that's it for this video. And I like to thank, uh, you know, Stephen Peterkins, you know, he's doing a lot of good work and a few other people here, Ayuba, some people here. So I thank everyone for watching this video. And just to recap, so why? Why is chaos your ally? Chaos is your ally because in a nutshell, the more somebody knows, the more power they have over you. So to combat this, you have to know things that very few people know. And those things are what I call the new kings. Industries that very few people are really understand, become an expert at those industries, do what other people aren't willing to do to learn those industries, do what people, you know, a lot of people, they look at the news, they sit back, but you actually go out and create the news yourself, be part of it, create a business or a product or service in these high demand industries by linking either the target market the offer, your product or service, or the results that you promise people into one of these emerging fields, and then practically build, think, and reflect about if the industry you're working in is uh, chaotic, if you can leverage the chaos, and if you're in a position that order is just holding you down and limiting you. So I thank you for watching this video. I shall see you in the next one.